Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hope you're all doing well. If you're new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out the channel. If you're someone who's been here before, thank you for showing up again. Let me just ask that after watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, please do me a favor and smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to support the work I do, please consider a Patreon subscription. I'll leave a link in the description. Now, let's dig in. Have you ever seen a couple that seems to have it all? One of those, he's the professional football player. She's the beauty pageant queen who live in a beautiful home, have three lovely children with shiny blonde hair, drive Range Rovers and Mercedes, go on multiple vacations a year via private jet, don't see to have any problems. It's easy to look at them and feel a tad envious, maybe even more than a tad, especially if they're flaunting their impeccably perfect lives on Instagram where everything's unicorns and rainbows. But we know human beings are flawed, some more than others. And the Instagram portrait is often so filtered that it bears little resemblance to reality. For this bed crime story, we need to journey first to the American South and then on to the Bahamas. Our tale involves one of those pretty people pairs who met and were living in the South when all hell broke out. And now one of them is facing felony charges for conspiracy to murder the other one. Lindsay and Robert Shiver were an it couple, at least from the outside looking in, until April of 2023. They'd met back in 2007 in a fitness class at Auburn University. He was a star college football player from an affluent family who went on to play for the Atlanta Falcons. Robert's father is Alan Shiver, who served for more than four decades as CEO of Flower Foods before stepping down in 2019. Flower Foods is a $5 billion company, so you can imagine the salary that Alan enjoyed. Now, Lindsay was a beauty pageant queen who'd been crowned Miss Houston County in 2005 and finished second in the National Peanut Festival pageant that same year. Unfortunate name for a pageant. Yes, I'm Miss National Peanut Beauty Queen, and I'm as nutty as a fruitcake. After they married, the Shivers had three sons, the youngest of which is currently four. When Robert was released from the Falcons ahead of the 2009 season, he went to work for the Senior Life Insurance Company, where he now serves as Senior Vice President. Lindsay has a degree in marketing, and it sounds like she was a stay-at-home mom. The Shivers' affluent lifestyle allowed them to buy a 7,900-square-foot, seven-bedroom mansion worth $2.5 million in Thomasville, Georgia. The couple also took regular trips to Abaco in the Bahamas, where Robert's family owns a home in the private community of Baker's Bay Ocean and Golf Club in Great Guanacay. 
The family would typically take a private jet to the island several times a year. Great Guana Cay is a 7.5 mile long narrow island. The white sand, 5.5 mile long beach. Tom Brady and Michael Jordan also own homes there to give you an idea of the kind of money we're talking about. Only around 150 people live there full time. There the shivers would indulge in luxury boat rides, sun and fun, and I'm pretty sure some conch fritters as well. I love me a good conch fritter. Lindsay and Robert were definitely living the dream if you like all the ribbons and bows of wealth and conch. Sorry, just a little levity. In 2020, Lindsay wrote on her Instagram, where she had approximately 1,584 followers, the key to a perfect marriage is having two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. So thankful for that fitness class 13 years ago that brought us together and all of the love, laughter, and life we have created ever since. I love you, babe. Lindsay's Instagram from the start of her marriage to Robert conveyed an ideal existence. Lots of photos of her and Robert grinning from cheek to cheek. Later, after having kids, Lindsay switched primarily to images of her children, and she described herself as mom to the shiver trio. Never basic, always extra. End quote. Definitely extra. On the surface, Lindsay appeared to be the perfect, loving wife and soccer mom, and she probably was that for a while. Robert appears, and still appears, to be a solid dad and provider. At some point, the Shivers decided to spend extended time at their home in the Bahamas, and that's where things got shall we say, messy, Robert and the kids would head there to vacation. But in the months before Lindsay allegedly turned into a gangster, she spent several months romancing a 28-year-old native Bahamian guy named Terrence Adrian Bethel. Bethel works as a barman at Grabber's Bar and Grill, which is on the same quay as the Shivers vacation home. And that's where Lindsay and Bethel first met. Bethel has been described as a smooth guy who likes to socialize with the tourists and bargoers. So we've got Lindsay allegedly hooking up with this dude who's eight years her junior. And then we've got Robert who starts to suspect Lindsay is cheating on him. So what does he do? He hires a private detective to track Lindsay in the Bahamas. And just like in those scenes in movies where the private eye drops a folder into the lap of a client who opens it up to see his or her worst suspicions confirmed, Robert found himself staring at incriminating photos of Lindsay with Terrence Bethel. After getting the proof, Robert confronted Bethel, and during that confrontation, he sarcastically thanked Terrence for taking care of his wife. Note that it's been reported that this P.I. originally got the wrong guy and told Robert Lindsay's lover was the bar manager. So Robert first confronted that guy before finding out it was Bethel. Awkward. The catastrophic crack in the shiver marriage became known to their friends and family on April 5th of 2023, when Robert filed for divorce. The reason he gave 
was adulterous conduct and an irrevocably broken marriage. He asked for custody of the kids as well as full use of their Georgia mansion. Lindsay promptly counterfiled the next day, claiming physical and mental cruelty, including DV, and she also sought both custody of the children and full use of the mansion. And as they're going through this nasty divorce, Lindsay and Robert remain living in that house. Now, granted, it's a large residence. It sounds like they were getting into arguments while they were cooped up together there. I suspect Robert was furious, and Lindsay was likely thinking that maybe he's going to go with the flow, but then he doesn't go with the flow. As for her adulterous conduct, Lindsay said through her attorneys that, quote, any extramarital relationship she may have had was during party separation and legally condoned by husband, end quote. It doesn't sound like Robert was exactly down with that agreement. So from the jump, this divorce was contentious and full of venom. Police cam footage of Robert and Lindsay from July 16th when Lindsay dialed 911 to report an alleged physical altercation with Robert, illustrates how toxic things had become. That morning, Robert told Lindsay that she could not hitch a ride with him and the kids to the Bahamas on the private jet, and Lindsay was determined to get on that plane so that she could go and see Terrence Bethel. In the video, Lindsay greets the officers in the driveway and announces to them, we have filed for divorce. We're living in the same house. It's hell on earth, as you can imagine. But anyway, woke up this morning. We had plans to leave. He's insisting that I don't go. Moves me out of the way. Starts trying to unload my car. Tells me he owns the car. He owns the rights to it. He just got super aggressive. And that's when I called immediately because he's been physical before. I'm just not doing that. End quote. Lindsay also tells the officers that Robert pushed her out of the way so he could unload luggage from her Cadillac Escalade. Now, Robert, who was in the house when the squad car pulled up, comes out of the house and into the garage and seems surprised that Lindsay has called the cops. He tells the officers that he doesn't want Lindsay on the jet because her plan is to head to see her boyfriend right after they land. Robert states to both Lindsay and the officers that it will upset the kids to see their mom fly with them only to watch her disappear with another man when they arrive. Robert says to the officers and Lindsay, quote, I told her I'm not supporting that you're not getting on the airplane. That will mess with the kids' heads, and it's just something we are not going to do, end quote. Robert also denies pushing Lindsay, but she snaps back with, do you want me to show you the photos? It's just an hour on an airplane, end quote. I love that. She's saying he was physical with her, which is a very serious allegation, and she claims she's got proof in the way of photos, but she doesn't produce them. And then she just jumps to, it's only an hour on the plane. 
she clearly wants on that private jet, and Robert's just not having it. The police end up telling Lindsay that they need proof before they can take any action against Robert. One cop says to Lindsay, quote, other than telling him to calm down, I don't personally recommend you go on a vacation together if there's an issue like that and you filed for divorce. It's obviously a hostile situation, end quote. As Lindsay and the officers walk up toward the house, Robert can be heard telling Lindsay, you're unbelievable. She replies, you think you're above the law. Robert then explains to the officers that his wife has spent the past three weeks planning a couple's trip to the Florida Keys with another man. Robert goes on to say, quote, I'm taking my kids, my three boys, to the Bahamas this morning. Our kids. Yesterday, she sent a message that she was going to change plans and now get on the plane with me and the kids to the Bahamas. And when she lands, she's going with her boyfriend and me and the kids are going to go to our house. I told her I'm not supporting that. You're not getting on the airplane that will mess with the kids' heads. And it's just something we're not going to do. Robert then tells the police that both he and Lindsay own 25% shares in the private jet but the majority owner agrees with him that Lindsay should not be allowed on board. Now, I'm thinking the majority owner is likely Robert's father, Alan. And Robert says to Lindsay, I did not push you or anything. You can ask all the people that I know if I'm aggressive or an abusive person, end quote. As the fight starts to peter out, the female officer urges them to go their separate ways. The officer says to Lindsay, I mean, if you can get video footage... You have surveillance cameras. You have something that I can look at and say, yes, he put his hands on you, end quote. The officer again urges Lindsay not to travel to the Bahamas with Robert. So in the end, Robert ends up traveling solo with the three kids, and Lindsay goes to the Bahamas separately. Then, on July 21st, so just five days after this fight in Georgia, Lindsay and her boyfriend, Terrence Bethel and Bethel's childhood buddy, a guy named Farron Newbold, are all arrested in the Bahamas for conspiring to take Robert's life. So how did Lindsay go from a soccer mom, a loving wife, to a co-conspirator in a murder plot to do in her husband? Well, it all started with a robbery. The day before Lindsay gets arrested, the manager of Grabber's Bar and Grill, which has been described as a, quote, rum-soaked waterfront bar, reported a break-in to the cops. Again, that's the bar that Terrence Bethel works at. The thief had cut power cables and disabled the generator to ensure security cameras wouldn't work before slipping inside the office to ransack a safe. Concerned it was an inside job, the cops insisted on looking at Bethel's phone. That's when they stumbled across unrelated messages sent over WhatsApp, in which Bethel told his childhood friend Farron Newbold, also known as Phalo, who apparently is a music producer and the son of a local politician in Marsh Harbor, which is the main town in Abaco, 
that he wanted to harm Robert. Note that Newbold works as a structural engineer by day for a power company, so he's not some guy who you would think is desperate for cash, so much so that he's willing to take out the husband of this Lindsay. But it sounds like the role he was supposed to play was that of hitman. Lindsay, suspecting Robert was exerting influence to make life hard for her new lover, sends Bethel a photo of Robert along with the words, kill him. When the cops read all these messages, they leap into action and promptly arrest Lindsay Shiver, Terrence Bethel, and Farron Newbold. They also fly them the short distance to the Bahamian capital of Nassau to face their charges. The scheming trio are then taken into custody at Nassau's Fox Hill Prison, which apparently is notorious for its overcrowded, grim conditions and widespread violence. The two guys go to the men's facilities, and Lindsay is housed in the one block at the prison dedicated to female prisoners. And Lindsay, who's used to the finer things in life, ends up spending 19 days in this hellhole. Then, on August 11th, Lindsay is able to post a $100,000 bond, exit the prison, get into a rented Kia sedan, and move into a condo in the Bahamas that her parents have agreed to rent for her. Robert has clearly cut off her access to the credit cards and bank accounts. One of the reasons the police agreed to release Lindsay is that Robert asked them to. He was still concerned about her safety. This hints to me that Robert is a decent guy. You think he'd be like, let the biatch rot in there. I don't care what happens to her. But no, he was concerned. Under Lindsay's agreement with the police is that she must wear an electronic monitoring device on her ankle and comply with an 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew. She also has to sign in at the Royal Bahamas Police Force's Central Police Station three times a week, and she cannot come within 100 feet of Robert. In addition, her passport is being retained by the American Embassy, and she must remain in the Bahamas. Her two alleged accomplices, Bethel and Newbold, were also released on a $20,000 bond, and they too are currently sporting ankle monitors and checking in with the authorities. I'm so curious to know if Bethel is sharing the condo that Lindsay's parents are renting for her, or if the police have barred him from seeing her. Robert Shiver, through the grace of God and the Bahamian authorities, didn't get hurt. After he heard about Lindsay's alleged plot, he fled to the United States, very smart move, and now he says he's trying to figure out how to tell the children that their mother was planning to take his life. Maybe that Utah mom, Corey Richens, who did manage to do in her husband with the Moscow Mule, should write a children's book from her jail cell called Sometimes Mommies Make Really Bad Decisions. While Robert and the authorities are taking this murder plot as fact and reality, Lindsay, Bethel, and Newbold are now pushing the narrative that this has all been just a silly misunderstanding. 
Bethel spoke to the Daily Mail recently and said he believes Lindsay's messages were, quote, sent out of frustration. He also insisted that the charges will be dropped, and he added that he believes the case has been overblown and misunderstood. To hear Lindsay and Terrence talk about it, you'd think that this was all just a fun fantasy game they were imagining, but never really intending to carry out. Now, some acquaintances of Lindsay's have come forward to share their take. An anonymous source told the New York Post that Lindsay, quote, lived a double life. This Georgia housewife with the lovely kids and the Bahama bad girl. She got caught up in something really bad. It's sad. From the outside looking in, it was all perfect. But she was bored for a long time. Lindsay was a firecracker, end quote. If this whole plot to bump off Robert is for real, it would appear that Lindsay was driven by a deadly cocktail of, one, lust, or maybe love, for her Bahamian boy toy, two, anger at Robert, and a desire for revenge, because he wouldn't let her on the private jet and he cut off her access to the gravy train, and three, her need for money to fuel her life of comfort with her bartender boyfriend. Now, Robert does work at a life insurance company, so I'm thinking he probably had a large policy on himself. I don't know that for sure, but you'd think he would. Could Lindsay have hoped to get her hands on life insurance monies? Maybe, allegedly, an indictment is expected to be served to Lindsay, Terrence, and Farron on October 5th of this year. At that point, the prosecutors are expected to disclose the evidence they will present at trial. Note that if Lindsay Shiver is found guilty, she will be facing 60 years in a Bahamian prison. That's something that gives me the shivers. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, thank you for the privilege of your time. On your way out the door, smash that like button. And that's, that's why. Not, that's not the so, truth. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh so, God. she, mother-in-law, something corner. is, she's freaking out apparently. She's but, hypomanic. But, she has but, a mental issue. All yeah. three of the people in the car have a mental issue. Yeah. They don't need my kids. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying the same thing. Tango Golf. That myself or Robert would not ever see these kids again. But now, threatening my life? We hope not. She left the kids this week and went down to the Bahamas. She could have gotten hold of some drugs down there that everybody thinks she's definitely on, but we can't prove it unless we get a hair sample. Mars, the threatening text message. I'm sure you heard me, and that's going to be a city police issue. If you get any threatening text messages or phone calls or if you drives by your house, you know, just call us. Makes me not want to go home, though. Yeah. She's left. Y'all don't know her. Yeah. You don't know her like me. No, I don't. So what, what's going on This now? morning, ABC News obtaining new body camera footage showing police responding to a confrontation between Georgia mom Lindsay Shiver and the husband she's now charged with plotting to kill just days before she was arrested. We have filed for divorce. Okay. Living in the same house, it's hell on earth as you can imagine. 
just okay. got super aggressive, and that's when I called immediately because he's been physical before, and I'm just not okay. Not so, doing that. So are you the mom of three and her estranged husband Robert both seen arguing at their Thomasville, Georgia home just before they left for the Bahamas on July 16th. They woke up this morning. We have travel plans to leave. Mm -hmm. And he's insisting that I don't go. Are you just wanting to leave? Or is he supposed to be going with you? Yeah, we're supposed to be going with our kids. She sent a message saying that she's going to change her plans and now get on the airplane with me and the kids to go to the Bahamas. Uh, and when we away. land, she's going to go to her boyfriend. Elsewhere. And me and the kids are going to our house. Don't recommend going on vacation together, but that's just my personal. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. New images of Lindsay Shiver donning a pair of ripped jeans, flip-flops, and handcuffs. Seen Tuesday stepping off a prison bus and into a Bahamian courthouse more than a week after her arrest. It was her first public sighting since being charged with conspiring to kill her husband. Police say she orchestrated a murder-for-hire plot. The alleged target, Robert Shiver, her husband of 13 years. Lindsay Shiver's attorney tells NBC News the 36-year-old mother of three remains in custody at the Bahamas Department of Corrections, where she has been for almost two weeks. Police say she conspired with two men, Farron Newbold and Terrence Bethel, to murder her husband. According to ABC News, authorities say they only discovered the plot after stumbling upon incriminating text messages while investigating a different crime.